There is a core need in all of us for intimacy. It is the most essential need to progress towards self-actualization. Yet for many of us, true intimacy remains elusive. Healthy marriages plan and anticipate repairs when misunderstandings, miscommunications, and outright differences trouble the marriage. The Welch Responsive Temperament Assessment measures nine separate ranges of trait expression called dimensions. Within these nine dimensions of expression, we desire to function optimally, thereby allowing our relationships to flourish and grow. When these dimensions are out of balance, we often exhibit extremes, which can disrupt healthy communication and connection with others. Hey everybody, just wanted to make sure you watch part one of this series first to set the stage for part two with Dr. Donald Welch. Dr. Welch is a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified sex therapist with over 30 years of experience in the fields of mental health and relationship skills. He is a published author, university professor, and speaker at conferences, churches, retreats, and seminars throughout the U.S. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm Tina Griffin. It's all about marriage during this Valentine season. We are with therapist to get the help we need, Dr. Donald Welch. Dr. Welch, how you doing, buddy? Part two, are you ready? I'm ready to go. Yes, thank you for having me on, Tina. Absolutely. Let's rock and roll. Once again, you have a bachelor's degree, three master's degrees, and a doctorate degree. Obviously, you know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> and we're talking about marriage. You've also been married for how many years, your sweetheart? We will just past Valentine's Day, we will 29 years. Yes. Well, you know what you're talking about. You've got like a little over a decade further than us here. So we got to meet in person is what, what's got to happen next. We left off on part one. We talked about the hard stuff, marriage topics and how to get closer together as a couple. And then you want to get laughter in the mix. I definitely yeah. want to get that kicked off right away so we don't forget. How do we add laughter in our marriages, even if we're a fun couple, to add more laughter? Okay. We must laugh every day. I used to tell my university students, if you have nothing to laugh about, when you first get up, go stand in front of a mirror. <laughs> I said, mine's like I have evangelist kind of hair that will stand up. So it really stands up in the morning. But laughter is so very important. In fact, we had something happen to us. We were at, we, we went to get our Valentine's cards. Now that we're, you know, empty nesters, we spend a lot of time more than we did when we were conquering you know everything you take the child here i'll go here and so this just happened to us two days ago so it's a true story and we found laughter about it we're in a dollar store looking for hallmark cards good and luck first, and yes and when we, we were looking at them i said oh honey i forgot my glasses that i'm wearing now i can't read and so she said here let me help you pick out my card so she started pulling cards and at first I thought, oh, no, that's okay. I said, can you read it to me? And so she began to read it. We read a couple of them. And I looked and I said, which one do you like? And she chose the one she liked. And we both laughed and we said, this is hilarious. We were just having a fun time laughing. Um, laughter is so important. And my wife laughs all the time, sometimes at me. But laughter is so one way to create that. I asked, I had a group of people that I was speaking to years ago. We were in the Midwest. And they said, how do you learn to laugh? I asked the, the group to, to tell me. And some said, well, we, we, um, we uh, actually have spray guns. We spray, we run around the house half naked, spraying each other and laugh about that. 
And then finally, <laughs> one reason, and they said, we have a mud pit in our backyard. And I said, a mud pit? What do you mean? They said, well, what happened is we were planting a tree. We dug out the ditch, started to rain, and we were in the Midwest. So it rains there a lot. And all of a sudden, uh, they were trying to dig, and he fell in because it was all wet and slimy. She started to laugh at him. She, he grabbed her, pulled her in the mud pit, and they began to wrestle, and they laughed, and they never planted the tree, but they used that forever as a laughter point in their marriage. That is so cool. I just want to cry right now thinking about that. You know, life can be so stressful, especially when you still got young kids in the house and our economy. Yes. You can look at all the things that are going wrong, but laughter is the best. What do they say? Like the best doctor advice, the best medicine. Laughter is the best medicine. Yes, it does. It increases your GABA flow. It, keep, it, it actually does a lot of great things. If you can't find something, think about your children. They are totally humorous. So I, I was the scribe, so I put down some of the things that our children would do. And I had one where our son and my wife, they were sitting waiting for his sister to get done with her piano lessons. And he was having to sit there as a three-year-old. And she was four taking piano. And he had learned at church about hell. And so he was sitting there, and he, he was so frustrated having to wait for his sister. Okay, get the piano. I'm over with it. Get the piano done. And so finally he turned to my wife, Robin, and said, oh, this just feels like hell. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, when he does, tell these stories. You can tell those stories, and that can bring out laughter. And laughter does. It's so good for us because we actually use our diaphragm. We get diaphragmatic breathing, which is something you – you, you actually teach people when they're trying to, to lower their anxiety. I was just going to say it literally helps with de-stressing. Um, unbelievable. My husband and I just went for a deep tissue massage, and we thought they were going to be shoved in two different rooms, and they literally massaged us in the same room, dirt cheap, right down the road here in Nashville. And we were all excited. We're like, hey, it's like a mini vacation, but only five miles from home. And I'm telling you, the best massages we received in probably two to three years, and we don't go that often, Yes. I never knew how much stress from the last couple of years was pent up in my body, my neck, my back. Like I'm still hurting today and it's about four days after the massage, but I'm so glad I worked it out of my muscles. So anyway, out there, do couples massage. That's what I'm trying to say. Valentine's Day. Hey, take your spouse for a fun couples massage. There is an idea and it's not flowers are going to die, but you actually get to relieve the stress in your body to um, get more laughter and just get rid of the toxins and have less stress that you're dealing with. I, I'm trying to say it. You guys know what I'm talking about. I'm getting tongue tied as I'm thinking about going for a second massage. You young man, let's, let's just hammer home a couple of more critical questions for marriages. Tell us how can we create an awareness of our reactive tendencies in marriage? Yes. Yes. I, I include a reactive a general reactivity questionnaire in chapter 10 of the book the couple can use to walk through the chapters and identify the presence of reactivity. And yes, you're talking about a very challenging uh, situation in our marriages today. If you think about it, since 1980, just 40 years ago, 10.6 number per 1,000, and now 2022, 4.9, two years ago, that it's down, it's halved, it, it's half the amount, the number of marriages. And what that means is people are staying away from marriages. Oh. So, for example, in 1980 to 2022, households head by married couple was 61% and it's moved to 40, 
7%. So there's a devaluing of marriage. And so one of the ways we create a, awareness is to create awareness about how we are reacting to each other. And so we try to provide lots of tools in this book to help you to know how to be armed and to be aware. And that's why I was using laughter. You know, when you think about laughter, you cannot help but look at the other person. You know, you're expelling CO2 about 70 miles an hour, but you don't want to blow the person over with your laughter. But the fact is your, your vocal cords go into spasm. You're working your abdominal area. And when you look at the other person and laughing, it's developing good will. I'm getting this idea as you're talking about this. It's bringing to mind if we loved our spouse more than ourself. Yes. I mean, that's like a bomb drop, you know, like. If I yes. really cared about my spouse more than myself, you know, like sometimes we'll say, I'm willing to take a, a bullet for you. Are we really? That means you'd rather die first before yes. your spouse. And if we have that mentality, both of us, I can't even imagine what kind of marriage that would be, but I'm going to find out this year. This year, people, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, so can can you give me another bullet point, um, like a takeaway from your book? Because I know it has a lot of tips. Give us one about how we can uh, create an awareness of our reactive tendencies. Okay. So one way I use, I mentioned the idea of AIR, A-I-R. So giving your mate, your, your spouse, um, even a friend, this idea of AIR. Uh, that's on page six. I mean, that's in chapter six of the, the, the rules of the road. So I use AIR as an acronym to help people remember the essential elements of active listening. Yes. The AIR is, A is for affirm, I is inquire, and the third is reflect, which I mentioned earlier uh, in, in, in this, this uh, broadcast. But when one intentionally does all three of these actions while they're listening to the, another, it's like giving oxygen to the one who has been underwater or without AIR for a bit of time. It brings refreshment and relief to the person who is listening at that point. Absolutely phenomenal. We're gonna to go to a commercial break. I am dying to ask you the next question. Premarital sex or living together, does that impede relationship development? We're gonna find out more from Dr. Welch right after this. Have you ever wanted to start a charity or ministry? Launching a nonprofit can be time consuming, expensive and overwhelming. If you have a vision and mission, but don't know where to start or how to raise donations, Capstone Legacy Foundation is your solution. Their ministry charity project allows you to receive tax-free donations without the expense and hassle of forming your own 501c3 and in less than 48 hours. This ministry partnership fund is exactly how Counterculture Ministries got its start, and we grew quickly. Capstone Legacy Foundation handles all your legal and accounting paperwork, allowing you time to develop the ministry and message God gave you. Call Capstone today at 610-688-8890 or check out capstonelegacy.org for more information. And tell them Tina sent you. Partner with Capstone Legacy Foundation to transform our culture for Christ and get your nonprofit started today. Can we trust what's written in the book of Genesis? How could a flood cover the entire earth? And where do dinosaurs fit in the Bible? Find the answers to these questions and more at the ICR Discovery Center in Dallas. Bring family and friends to experience the wonders of creation through our exhibit hall and stunning planetarium shows. Experience the origins of our universe. Step aboard Noah's Ark, chill in our Ice Age theater, 
Meet the founders of science, encounter animatronic animals, and so much more. Our scientists' work is on display in the current research exhibit, and our biology research laboratory showcases our experiments. And don't forget to shop the Discovery Store for T-shirts, books, gifts, and more. Discover how science confirms the Bible today. Bring your family and friends to the ICR Discovery Center in Dallas. To plan your visit, go to icr.org slash tina. That's icr.org slash t-i-n-a. A question I'm done to ask, premarital sex or living together, does that impede relationship development? What are your thoughts, Dr. Welch? Uh, it absolutely does, unfortunately, because what happens is numerous studies have been conducted on this topic, and these studies have all concluded that a couple who cohabitates before marriage has a greater chance of divorcing after marriage. And one of the major reasons is a scientific one, and that is there are bonding bonding neuro, neurological pieces within us, mm-hmm. like, for example, vasopressin or oxytocin. These are two that bond us. I, I use this at the university. It's called a bull. It's a little animal that they mate for life. And they've tested and done a lot of research on this. But those bonding neurons, what happens is that you bond to that person. And then if the cohabitation doesn't work out, which more oftentimes than not, it does not, according to the literature, then what you've done is you bonded to a person and then you try and bond to another person and you're not able to bond to the degree that you were with the other person. And this is the detrimental piece scientifically and biologically for, and then if you notice, even a 2019 study found the odds for divorce to be 1.31 times higher for women. So this is highly detrimental to women. Uh, the, The whole group that Jesus uplifted, he uplifted women more than anyone ever on the planet. Okay, so a quick question. Let's say, um, a couple's about to get married, one had a sexual past, not married, mm-hmm. just sexual past, and one did not. I guess it really doesn't matter if they have sexual past, married or not. One was a virgin, one was not. How mm-hmm. can people get on the same plane spiritually, emotionally, mentally before they get married so they don't bring in any, I don't want to say baggage, but like baggage, regret, guilt, remembering things, romantic things, whatever it might be, into the upcoming marriage with their spouse. This is where the healing power of Jesus Christ comes into play always. Because even scriptures, there's many, but John 1, when it talks about, you know, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us and cleanse us. So that's a big statement. Yep. Lenses from all unrighteousness. So there can be a healing from God without a doubt. Um, we need to turn to God and confess our sins and then claim that when the devil tries to remind us. Because remember, feelings don't go away. Uh, emotion doesn't, we don't, we don't forget emotion. It's always there for us. It's one of the challenges when I'm working with a, a couple or an individual who is into pornography, which is evil. It's absolutely evil because what it's doing is it's bonding someone to someone else mm-hmm. in that and so what happens to men who have been particularly men i've worked with women who have been in pornography uh, as a sex therapist often that will find that they cannot forget the faces they cannot forget the images so that's when they claim the blood and salvation and forgiveness and and actually you've already been forgiven so it's claiming that God will give you new thoughts and your focus on your bride at that point. 
you're focusing during intercourse, during any kind of sexual expression or just fun, laughing together, is to be so thankful for that other person. And then that's where the healing can come. Makes complete sense. Um, I am dying to hear your answer on this next one. You say that most men have no clue what they feel. How does this impact their marriage? And a precursor to that, why is it that most men don't have a clue how they feel and how does that impact their marriage? First, to answer that that latter part of your question is that we as men, we have a, a different brain system. Our brains are very different in many ways. Uh, don't be mistaken when people are trying to make male and female brains similar. Some are on highly watched networks. That is not correct. God made us uniquely and very different. One of the reasons is what first happens in early gestation, where a male has, as we know, the testosterone wash, which actually decreases the ability for the male to go between the two hemispheres. So wow. they, we are more logical, and that's why we don't feel things like women do. A woman has the estrogen wash, and there's more, there's more uh, other... Uh, washes that take place but those in particular even though male need estrogen and so do women need um, uh, testosterone so that makes it very very different you're you're at hollywood and you know that the the movies that bring men like me that want to watch it's they it's you know these beat them up where someone comes in steals my family and the whole movie is on anger we're after the guy that we're going to get right and we get a release and our wives go, I can't take this. I cannot watch this. So we're feeling it in a very different way. And we're, our anger is coming out. So oftentimes men, we typically do not understand feelings, both biologically and by virtue of our world. But in many cases, the only feeling men feel comfortable with is often is anger. And I say it this way, if I may, Tina, since women are relators, they generally speak in the language of feelings while men speak in the language of facts. Not always. It's pretty too stale. But if a man doesn't know the language of feelings at all when he gets married, it's like he's traveled to a foreign country without any attempt to, turn, to learn the language of that country. Eventually, this will create significant conflict in the marriage since the man will be reporting more and more facts to try and convince his wife that he's right. That's why we have difficulty when a woman says, I just want you to listen to me, honey. You don't have to give me facts or tell me what to do. Dr. Welch excellently said, we're going to go to a short commercial break. When we come back, we have one pressing question left for for you to answer for America. No pressure. And then we're going to talk about your fantastic website. We get tons of your resources and your book. Everybody hold tight. Back more with Dr. Welch right after this. We're a well-funded Christian entertainment company that's making world-class games for children. And what we're doing is unique because we're building top-notch gaming content that competes with the top of the stuff on the app store, but that contains God's truth. Whether it's games that are biblical or games that come out of a new world we've created called the Rimverse. I was looking out at the world and I got bothered by a few things. Anxiety, suicide, and depression rates are all-time highs for children, which exactly parallels the rise of social media on smartphones. I noticed that for the first time in American history, less than half of Americans go to church. While over 60% of people in this country, over 40, believe in God, that for children, it's only 32%. As a parent, and I'm a parent, and there's a lot of parents out there that we hear this from that want the True Play solution, there's nowhere they can take their kids to deliver them high-quality entertainment, something that they're actually going to enjoy and use, but that also contains God's truth, that contains the values that they hold dear. Head over to TruePlayGames.com to learn more. Here are seven signs you may have a parasite. 
My biggest issue, because I did have parasites, was teeth grinding, skin irritation, and unexplained digestive issues. The other indication that you could have a parasite is eating after 7 p.m. and craving sugar. My name is Kim. I'm the worm queen and the inventor of the Parify Kit. Let's go over it. Parify. It's your parasite cleanse. Sustain. It's your candida and your bad bacteria cleanse. Metal flush. It's your heavy metal detox. Cinnabon. It's your binder. You take Parify and metal flush three times a day and sustain two times a day. You can take them all together. The kit comes with instructions. Cinnabon is your binder and you take that at night. We have a nut-free option. We ship worldwide. The Parify Kit is for ages three and up. Use Tina as your 10% discount code. Find it on rogersu.com. Dr. Welch, one last pressing question about passivity. In the final chapter, you talk about men and passivity. What do you say about it? And do you think men are more passive today than past generations? I think I, I've actually, for 30 years at the university, taught um, some of the, the women's studies that have really helped women to be protected, loved, cared for, and I appreciate a lot of it. Uh, however, some of the language has diminished the male. And so I am concerned a bit about that because in Genesis 3.6, it records in vivid detail the passivity of Adam. If I may say it this way, he was with Eve when she ate from the tree. We all know the story as Christians. She, she ate from the tree that God told them not to eat from, and he took no action other than to eat with her when she offered him the forbidden fruit. So every man after Adam struggles with this tendency to go passive or to shift to the opposite end of the spectrum and become aggressive. And so I'm suggesting, Tina, with this, that both extremes are detrimental to marriages, families, and society in general. Ephesians 5 really talks about this. is uh, My wife is uh, my bride, and Christ initiates with his bride. So I must initiate these kinds of things with my bride. So God created men to take action, to tend the garden, to take care of what needs taken care of. I don't think this tendency for passivity is any different today than it was back in the time of Adam. Mm -hmm. But I do think there are cultural shifts that have caused it to be more pervasive and obvious. The statistics of the number of boys growing up without fathers, we all know this, in the home have certainly deteriorated over the last century, and it only seems to be getting worse. It is only, if I may just say it this way, summarizing it, it is only when men step up and start to live out their masculinity in ways aligned to God's original design for them as warriors that their marriages and their families will improve. I spend the very last portion of the book talking about this because men are important. Fantastic insight. You have a great marriage improvement resources section on your website. Everybody check out Donald's website at welchtherapyinstitute.com. Tell us where we can go to get connected with you immediately if you have a question. The contact us tab? Uh, yes, contact us. It's perfect. And that will we'll, we'll work at getting a response to you for sure. And you yes. have a lot of resources here. It says resources for marriage improvement. Find a WRTA proficient practitioner near you, time margin optimizer. You talked about the time margin optimizer, I, I believe, in the first half. What does this all entail? What is this? Is one I've discovered this for 40 years now is that what couples, couples have a difficult time carving out that five or 10 minutes a day 
where they listen to each other, validate each other. So I went to something even more nerdy in the, this time optimizer where you look where you may be using time that you could use for that five to 10 minutes. Most therapists would say, would you mind doing this homework? And people go, I do. I want to do that. When they come back the next session, ah, we just didn't have time. And so I'm trying to do something pragmatically or practically speaking where people can say, I'll, let's let's watch a little less TV. And your book, The Responsive Marriage, Finding the Path Out of Reactivity is fantastic. Everybody go to Amazon. It's five star. Thank you, Dr. Welch. I'm going to put you on speed dial right below my husband's number. For any issues that might arise, I'm calling you. This was fantastic, jaw dropping, and I'm going to work on it today to add more laughter into my life and my family's life. Thank you. You rock. Keep up the excellent work. Thank you, Tina. God bless. You too. If you're thinking, Tina, I haven't had a divorce, but I feel like we're on the brink and I'm looking for a way to preserve my marriage, then you have to check out Jam Savage Ministries. Jill Savage's No More Perfect Marriage Ministries has helped so many couples restore their marriages. It's not too late. She was just on our show last year for the series Fighting for Your Marriage. Just go to jillsavage.org. That's Jill, S-A-V-A-G-E.org and join the four-week event that over 90% of attendees call a game changer for rekindling their marriage. Make sure you use the code TINA at checkout to get 10% off your order. Sign up now, save your marriage.